So let's pray. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are honored and grateful, God, that we get to, God, be together uh, in your name and be in the house of the Lord. And God, we are just uh, honored and privileged that you would call us your sons and your daughters. And Lord, as we're concluding our sermon series called The Blessing, Lord, we thank you that that is exactly what you want to bestow on your, on your kids. And Lord, we just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're under 10, say amen. If you're a kid, say amen. amen. All right, okay, cool. We're going to get you involved today. The title of this message is called The Ironic Blessing. Ooh, yeah. If you know what that is, that is Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. So we are going to do a word breakdown of this today. It's going to be fun. I promise I'm going to do my best to make it fun for our kids today. So thanks for joining with us, kids. Hopefully you had a good time worshiping with us. And it'll be awesome to be able to do communion with you today. So we're reading out of the NIV, the New International Version. And this is the blessing that I speak at the end of every service when I get a chance to. Because it's the same blessing what Aaron would do when they would have a solemn assemblies and they would gather together. He would actually, I don't know if you know this, is any, any, any um, Star Trek people in here? Anybody watch Star Trek? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you guys remember? Who is, who is probably the most famous character on Star Trek? Shh, say it out. See, look at, see, we had all kinds of stuff. Say, who's the most iconic? Spock, come on with it. You got it, Spock. I know Picard is amazing, I get it. But Spock, come on. Right, Vulcan neck pinch, I mean, come on. Like, serious, Spock, right? If you know anything about Spock, do you know Spock was actually, he's actually Jewish? Okay, and, uh, and when they were uh, coming up with, with his character, he actually would do this right here at the end of, or whenever, and he would say, live long and prosper. Do you know what that actually is? Because he's Jewish, that is actually the sign of a Hebrew blessing. So when, so when Aaron would stand in front, of, in front of the assembly, he would do this. And he would say, the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you. So actually, we don't, it's so funny that he actually put into, I mean, in a modern day phrase, live long and prosper. Actually, Spock was speaking blessings over people that were watching. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Little history lesson of, of, of Star Trek for you. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. It's an amazing blessing. We're going to break that down today. We're going to go into the actual Hebrew. Is that good? All right, go to the next slide here. So the word bless you, and we're not talking about when you sneeze, hechu, kazuntite, bless you. That's cute, right? Look at your neighbor say kazuntite. Okay, not that type of blessing. It's actually a very deep and rich blessing. When they're saying, when Aaron, or, or when I'm speaking this over you, when I'm saying bless you, I'm not saying, you know, hey, you know, wipe the snot off your nose. 
what I'm saying, this is what bless it means to kneel, to bless abundantly. Blessed, it means, this is what's this is so, so interesting about this. Listen to this. It means to boast, salute, congratulate, to kneel before God in praise. So, so what this blessing entails is that there is such an abundance of the favor of God on your life that you actually, it actually would cause you to boast or salute or congratulate that your, your blessing in such abundance would, would kneel. The word means kneel, that you would be in, in kneeling before God, praising him, thanking him because you're blessed. So when I'm like, the Lord bless you, it's not tight. It's like, I want the favor of the Lord, rich, abundant blessing upon your life that would cause you to salute and congratulate and kneel before God saying, man, I am so favored. It's crazy. That word bless is barak. It's the same word used throughout the book of Genesis when it said God blessed the seventh day, when, when it said God blessed man and woman, and said, be blessed, be fruitful, and multiply. It's the same word. So when God's saying blessed, there is this abundance of richness upon that word. So at the end of the service, when I say, the Lord bless you, you know, I like my favorite part. I always say it's my favorite part. But that's not just like the little skim on top. No, it's like the abundance of the favor of the Lord upon your life. Come on, somebody. Say amen. It's awesome right there. The Lord bless you. And then we're going to go into the next one. Keep you. Now, you know, you think keep, you could think of like something you have in your pocket, right? Your wallet. I don't know. But actually the word keep, the word keep is, let's see, how do you say this word? It's shawmaw, shawmaw. Say it. Say shawmaw. You de- okay, obviously it's Hebrew. They don't speak like us. So some words are very weird sounding. You know, there's certain dialects and stuff that, that when we speak English that we have a hard time maybe rolling your R's or, or saying words in a different. So it's shawmoa. <laughs> and so that word means to keep, right? But then also it means it's a very deep and rich word. It means so when you're saying the Lord keep you, he's saying to watch you, to preserve, listen to this, to bodyguard it's the same word for like watchmen. Like watchmen, they had watchmen, they would place them on the walls and they were watching for the enemy. Okay? It's like a doorkeeper to take guard, to protect, to pay attention, to secure. And so it also like, uh, it has inside these, uh, these words are so rich, it has this belief of like a, centu- like a century. You know what a, like a century is? Go to, do I have to get, put a picture up there? Do I, oh, no, 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 not yet. Um, don't go to that yet. Um, it's the same word, Uh, used in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, where it said that an angel kept guard and protected the tree of the knowledge of life, or excuse me, the tree of life, and he actually guarded it with a flaming sword. Because what what he did was he was keeping Adam and Eve from eating of that fruit because then they would have eternally be separated from God. So they couldn't, that's why, that's why they were removed from the garden. It wasn't shunned because of, you know, I hate you. It was out of love. And, do you, and we got to understand that the times God guards us is out of love. And we may not even see it. We may not even recognize it. We're like, why, am I, why is this not happening? Or, or why is this being kept from me? Understand, God is guarding us. And so 
for a little illustration for my, for my youngins today, go ahead and go to the next slide there. So like, so the word like, you know, century, I think of like a guard or like, uh, like a statue. Like, have you ever seen like centuries? They have like, you know, statues standing there with like the sword up. Yeah. How do you like that? So do I have anyone preferably of young stature who would like to demonstrate what to do with this sword? Jonas wants to? Come on. We'll let, we'll let, I'll let multiple people show us your moves. Come on up here, Jonas. What would you do with something like this if you were to have that? What would you do? Yeah, you could cut him up. Yeah, that's right. Just go after him. Just hack him. Yeah, that's right. Just slay him. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Just not, he, he did it so nonchalant. Now, I'm getting, now you're getting sliced. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, right, it's, it's a weapon used to fight. Who else wants to, who else wants to demonstrate they, what they would do? You want to demonstrate? How, what would you do with that? Oh, you're going to cut her too? Oh, man. <laughs> Harley Quinn is getting attacked. <laughs> Just get her. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, Harley. See you later. <laughs> Thank you. She'll never sit up front ever again. So in Scripture, it actually said, go to the next slide. Uh, it actually said that the angel of the Lord had a flaming sword. There's no picture? I didn't put a picture on? What? Oh, go, go, the, go, uh, what? There's no picture? You have it and he doesn't? What? That's a shame. I'm looking right at it. So, anyways, yeah, all the online people get the picture. You guys don't. Sorry. So, <laughs> so, so there's like renditions and, and pictures and, and paintings of what people would, would just kind of view what they would think that that angel, that cherub would look like in it with a flaming sword. And so, I wish I had the picture because I can't do it justice, but it's got like this sword because it actually meant it guarded it from the right to the left. So, he was kind of like, kind of like swinging it. So can you imagine being Adam and Eve, you have this whole garden, you're enjoying yourself, and then, you know, after you mess up, and then you, you have to leave, and then you're like, man, what if I want to go back there, and you look at this ginormous angel, and he's just, you know, it's like, uh, nope, <laughs> not today, we're not going there. So, all right, that's there, that's that. So guard, so when God, when we're saying the Lord bless you and keep you, it's not just like God put you in his pocket. It's, it's like God wants to, he wants to protect you. Um, he's going to preserve you. It's like doorkeeper, watchmen, take guard, like centuries, like the flaming sword. So when you're saying the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord protect you in such an abundant manner. That's awesome, right? Bless you and keep you. We're about to get into it. Here we go. Next slide. Face. Actually, face shine upon you, but we're going to break down the word face. So face in the Hebrew is this word. It's pawnim. Say pawnim. Kind of like a cat, you know, maybe he pawnimed. Like paw, pawnim. Boo. Boo. Uh, pawnim. And it means face. It means attention. It means face towards. It means presence. It means gaze. So when it says, the Lord bless you and keep you, May his face shine. I'm going to get into shine in a minute. But that word face, think of when the scripture said that Moses 
would speak to the Lord face to face. So think of that. It says, the scripture says that God would speak to Moses as a person would speak to their own friend. That is the kind of relationship that's available to us. You can either have a relationship with God where you think he's this, um, you know, person, entity up in heaven and you never speak to him ever again, or you can actually have a deep and and meaningful relationship with God where, where you can actually speak to him as a friend. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. To have a friend is a built relationship. You don't just boom, pop up, and then they're your friend. Right? A friend is somebody that you have built trust and time with. God actually wants us to build time with him and trust him. And that actually his face will shine upon us, his face. So I think of that. I think of the Lord speaking to Moses as a friend face to face. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, it says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Seek his face. You've probably, if you've been in church long enough, you probably have heard the coined phrase, don't seek the Lord's hand, seek his, seek his face. Which has to do with, with don't just talk to God and, and reason with God and, and speak to God when you want something from him. Actually spend time with the Lord. That's kind of what that coined phrase is alluding to. And so not that there's nothing wrong with actually asking God for stuff. It's in the Lord's prayer. The scripture says in, in Philippians that we are to present our requests to the Lord with thanksgiving. Not that don't present any requests to the Lord. Present them with thanksgiving. His face. So not only 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, to seek the face, the very exact same scripture is found in Psalm 105, verse 4, like word for word, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. That I mean, word for word. Psalm 80 and uh, Psalm 19 says this. It says, restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. So it's not just like the rescuing hand of God. It's like the face of God. It's like not only rescue us, but rescue us and have relationship with us. Come down and meet with us. Amen. Not like a distant hero, but one that's with us. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So it says, face, shine. Ready for shine? Shine, shine on. That word shine is very easy to say in Hebrew. Or. <laughs> very easy. Right? Say or. Or. That's right. Very easy. It means to be or become light, brighten, enlighten, illuminate, shed light. Go to the next slide. And what it, what it, 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 the deep meaning of it is actually, it's like the shine of the sun in the morning. Think of like in the morning when you have the sunrise and like for some reason the, the sun just like beams. And you, you know you've seen that because if you're driving towards the sun, it's blinding. Right, you might have to put on your sunglasses, or sometimes it's so bad, like 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 the glare. It's like you're trying to drive, and you're like, I'm blind. But imagine you not being in a scenario where you're driving towards the sun, but you're able to sit and you look. Maybe there's a 
some water and, and the sun's rising up. Or this beautiful picture where the sun's kind of grazing over the mountaintop. So the word shine, it, 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 it has this picture of the, the shine of the sun in the morning. So it's funny because it says, let his face shine upon us. And so, so the, anything, the only closest thing that I could do, because I'm not God, if I want to shine on you, is I would have to put a flashlight on your face. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way, that's the only way that I could possibly shine upon you. I can't. But it's kind of weird. It's like when I when I just, I don't know, I'm creative and silly and and I'm and I was thinking like, God's face shine like it shines like how do you make I can't make my face shine like if I was like, like maybe <laughs> what is this guy doing I told you we got to make it fun for the kids when you was a kid did you ever take a flashlight and try to make your finger shine did you ever do that that's pretty cool you want to try it you want to try it want to come here and try it put your finger come make it shine on there put your hand on it yeah there you go yeah there you go yeah anybody else want to try it anybody else anybody else Somebody else, you want to you do it? Yeah, oh, oh, there it is, yeah. Yeah, shine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it goes through, there's nothing left. <laughs> so that word shine uh, means brighten, enlighten, illuminate, shed light. It also alludes to and is talking about the presence of the Lord. Talking about the presence of the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, the Lord, he hasn't have my light, the Lord is my light. He is my light and my salvation. And when the Lord illuminates, when the Lord is our light, then whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Friends, fear is such a liar and such a dictator of truth and will manipulate us and keep us from going into the presence of the Lord, or even from being everything that, that God has called us to be. So the scripture over and over and over reminds us of how faithful and good our God is and that he's with us. And this beautiful psalm just reminds us that the Lord is my light. He is our light because it says the Lord's face shine upon us. It actually brightens us, enlightens us, illuminates us, sheds lights on us. And it has to do again with his presence. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Psalm 31 verse 16 says this. It says, make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Make your face. There are numerous scriptures that talk about the face of God shining. Isn't that awesome? And then we, when you look in the book of Revelation, and it's describing Jesus, it descri it's describing this shiny figure that is illuminating and difficult to see. It also talks about the shine of the Lord in Psalm 4, verse 6 through 8. And I love this. It says, there are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon, upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than when the grain and the wine abound. Listen to this. The psalmist is saying, the Lord has given me more joy when I have, than when I have stuff. And how many of us know that stuff makes us happy? If you don't believe so, ask every kid on Christmas. 
right? Stuff makes people happy. I mean, think of how happy a person is when they get a new car. I mean, think of, right? I mean, or you get a new toy, or you get like a, I don't know, a boat or motorcycle or bicycle or, you know, a new TV or new house or, you know, just think of how, how excited and happy you are. And this psalmist will say, it says, <laughs> I love this. You have put joy in my heart that has, that's greater than, than when I have abundance. When I've got a bunch of stuff, the joy that God has placed in my heart exceeds that. You have put more joy in my heart than they have with grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. This whole word shining upon us actually has to do with all of these things. Has to do with safety. Has to do with peace. Has to do with joy. So when we're saying, when we're saying, the Lord bless you, keep you, may His face shine upon you. It's a blessing of safety. It's a blessing of peace. It's a blessing of the Lord illuminating our life. And there's more verses and things that have to do with that. Next word, you guys ready? Next word is gracious. Gracious. It's such a fun word to say. Say say gracious. Say it with a southern twang. Say gracious. Gracious. This word has another fun one. It's Conan. That's how you say it. Yep. K H A W N A N is how you pronounce it. Conan. Kind of like Conan, the barbarian, but Conan. <laughs> maybe you say it, maybe you say it with a tech like you from Texas. Man, I was watching Conan, the barbarian. No, Conan. Conan. And that word gracious conan means to show favor, to show kindness, to be compassionate, to be merciful, to incline towards, to yearn towards. So this word gracious, so it's like the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, and be gracious means the Lord show favor, the Lord be compassionate, the Lord be merciful. The Lord inclined towards. What? Inclined towards. It's like when you're snuggled up next to your spouse or you're sitting there on the couch. You get a little closer. You're asking the Lord, be gracious unto me. Incline yourself towards me. Wow. And then there's so many verses talking about the Lord being gracious. 2 Kings chapter 13 is one of them. Verse 22 and 23. It says this, it says, Now Hazel, king of Assyria, opposed Israel all the days of Jehoaz, but the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them, and he turned towards them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, nor has he cast them out from his presence until now. Isn't that interesting that, that these few verses Talk about during oppression and when things are difficult. That's when the Lord was gracious unto them. <laughs> Lord, I want you to be gracious unto me when everything is successful and amazing. The Lord wants to be gracious to you when you're 
struggling and oppressed and challenged and having difficulty. He wants to be gracious to you. He wants to have compassion on you. He wants to turn towards you. Psalm 145, verse 8, talks about the Lord being gracious and merciful. Psalm 103, verse 8, the Lord is cat, compassionate and gracious. Over and over and over. Second Chronicles, Joel, I mean, there's so many scriptures. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is compassionate. The Lord shows kindness. So when you're saying, the Lord be gracious unto me, that's what you're asking. You're asking for all these things. Each and every one of these words are compound full of a lot of stuff. You still with me? Ready to go to the next one here? Be gracious unto, okay. And then turn his face toward. Okay, we're going to break all of that down. I, I said this is my favorite one. Um, so the actual Hebrew for, like, word for word is his countenance, Yahweh, lift up. So uh, his countenance, the word countenance is actually the same Hebrew word as face. So they're interchangeable. It's the exact same Hebrew word. So it's, you know, his countenance, his face, Yahweh, lift up. So let's, let's look at that word lift up. That word lift up is, boom, got him. <laughs> that word, <laughs> sniped. <laughs> the, word, the word lift up is Nassau. <laughs> I said lift up, something fell down. <laughs> It's amazing. He's on the move. That's right. So the word lift up means, isn't it interesting when they use a word to describe a word, the same word? Like, have you ever, have you ever pulled out a dictionary, looked up the word, and the word to describe it is the first word? <laughs> well, this hap- you're going to see, you're going to see that in all of these. Like, lift up means to lift, <laughs> obviously. It means carry. It means take. It means make a rising. It means carry toward, support, or sustain. So when you, when you look at the NIV, which is the one that I usually speak and pray over us, which says, turn his face towards, actually, that Hebrew word is his face, Yahweh, lift up, meaning his face, Yahweh, um, I lost my point, uh, his face, Yahweh, Make rising, his face Yahweh carry towards, his face Yahweh um, give attention to. So, so that word take, so it's actually saying for the Lord to give attention to. So it's actually a, a, a pretty good translated word. The NIV did a good job um, because, you know, other translations will say, um, you know, lift his, lift his countenance. The Lord, you know, lift his countenance, and that's fine. But turn his face, like I said, countenance is the same word as face, and that word lift up actually means to turn towards. So he's actually saying, God, can I have your attention? The blessing is actually, the Lord, will you give your attention to your people? And to me, that's humbling. Because when you think of the billions of people on the planet and all of the other things that, that God's doing. Jeremy shared about him. He, he's making sure that even the rain is falling in areas nobody's watching. 
And he's got all the cosmos that, that he is keeping in alignment. And he's making sure that sparrows are fed and making sure that flowers have enough sunlight. And, and as he's brilliantly doing all of this all at once, we're asking the Lord, can I have your attention too? Mm. So that word, lift up, is my favorite. It's actually asking the Lord for his attention. Have you ever had um, where maybe your child was trying to talk to you and they, they grab your face? Little ones do that, usually like two years old. They come up to you and they like, for some reason, they want to make sure they have your attention. And they'll grab you in the face and they'll, and they'll tell you like, as they're grabbing your cheeks. <laughs> I just think of how, how like, as a child, they want, your, they want to look at you eye to eye and grab you by your cheeks. When you're asking the Lord, you're like, Lord, can I have your attention? It's like the Lord saying, okay, here I am. I mean, the scripture didn't say, didn't say that, that Moses spoke to the Lord face to face as a friend. Okay, not over Snapchat. Not over Instagram, not over DMs, not over text message, not over cell phones, as brilliant as those are. Face-to-face. -face. Sometimes you just need to have a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody, right? I mean, still, I mean, texts still are inadequate when talking with somebody. How many times have you texted something and it got totally blown out of proportion because they didn't see how you texted it? Like, for example... And this, I'm just trying to make up something. Like, let's say your spouse texts you and asks you, you know, hey, are you coming? And you said, be there soon. Now, it could be, be there soon, you know, right? Ish. <laughs> it could be, stop pestering me, woman. No, um, it could be, <laughs> yeah. You notice I'm saying all these things when my wife's not in the room, right? <laughs> but it could be be there soon. And that, I'm just saying that. So, like, maybe you're having a conversation with somebody. Maybe you're actually having, you know, an intense moment of fellowship. <laughs> and you're saying words to each other. I'm, I believe text fights are probably the best because they don't get loud um, outwardly. It's loud inwardly. My wife and I have had some of the best text fights because um, we're not yelling at each other. You know, it's, it's, uns, it's unspoken words. So, so, you know, you're capitalizing words and putting exclamation points. So, <laughs> But there's nothing like actually having a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody, right? Come on. Like somebody you haven't seen in a long time, you know, phone call. Oh, I'm in town. Let's get together. Let's see each other. In the same way, just think of this. I mean, the Lord wants to turn his face towards us. And over, over and over and over in Scripture, we ask the Lord, turn your face towards us. Lord, would you give us your attention? Lift up. Okay, the next word. Upon you. So turn his face towards you or upon you. And so that word upon you, very easy, obviously, right? Ale. Even though it looks like it's eel, right? L. 
ale, it means to, into, check this out, toward, outside, everywhere, within, it's actually motion, behind, before, beside, because what, what it's talking about is actually that word upon you is, when you look in the word, because it's like, his countenance, Yahweh lift up, upon you give peace, right? So we're asking, so upon us, upon you, turn his face towards you and give us peace. Actually, upon you, he's actually, we're asking for the peace, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But it's not just to like rest on you, right? It's not like soap where you put it on you. It also means into, outside, everywhere. Within, it's actually motion, it's moving. Before, behind, beside. So when we're asking the Lord, his countenance to be upon us, we're asking for the Lord for, for his presence to be in us, towards us, outside us, so everywhere around us, motion behind, before, beside. Lord, just be, just be. Come on, somebody, that's good. Are you seeing how rich this blessing is? And I say it in like five seconds. But it's so rich when God is hearing it, all of these words, it, it, it's what describes what that blessing actually is. Upon. Next word is give. And that's, that word is actually sum. You know, it looks like it says some, like give some. No, it's actually sum, S-O-O-M, sum. That's how you say it in the Hebrew. The word give is sum. Say sum. Sum. And that word sum means put, place, set, aside, bestow, upon, establish, grant, or fasten. So when we're asking him to give us peace, when the blessing is speaking for the peace to be given, it's placed, it's assigned, it's bestowed, it's upon, it's established, it's granted, and it's fastened. Come on. Isn't this good? Is this going to make you appreciate that blessing at the end of the service just a little bit more? It's going to make me appreciate saying it a little bit more. And then our final word here, which is good because then we're going to wrap up and we're going to do communion together, which is going to be a lot of fun. After give is that last word, give peace. And that word peace, we know this, shalom. That word peace is shalom. And when we think of peace, it's not like peace, dude, right? It's not like back in the 70s, right? Peace, not war. Not peace sign. We used to do that in kids' church. We'd say peace and quiet, you know, so like when kids were getting rowdy or whatever, we'd say two fingers. And then kids, and then kids would close their mouth. I don't know if they, this is what we used to do. And kids would close their mouth and put the two fingers. Because it means peace and quiet, what we do. So this peace isn't that type of peace. This peace means completeness. So you, when you're asking the Lord to give you peace, you're asking the Lord to complete you, to give you soundness, welfare. It also, the word also means friend, close, health, wealth, prosperity. <laughs> it means safety, well-being, holy. So when you're saying, Lord, give me peace, you're saying, Lord, make me whole. Lord, give me prosperity, wealth, safety. And then also it, it means tranquility, contentment, and security. 
which is true, which is what we usually use the word for when we say peace, you know, to be tranquil, you know, to be you know, quiet. But this word means whole. It means complete. Give wholeness. Make me complete. Give me prosperity. And so that word, so when Jesus would say, it was, they would actually use that word in Hebrew. They would use that, and they probably still do, where they greet each other. We say, hi, hello, good morning. How are you? How you doing? How you doing? Right? They actually would greet each other with the word shalom. So they would walk and they'd say, shalom. And we'd see this. We'd see even Jesus say it out of his very mouth, translated, peace to you, or peace be upon you. Jesus was saying shalom. He was greeting them with a blessing. He was greeting them with this, with this, this thing. When God hears it, it's this thing of wholeness, wellness, security, health, wealth. Amen. Hey, Siri can amen me. I'm, God, I'm, I'm down. I'm, come on. Siri, say amen. You're always listening. Get saved. We're going to pray for Siri to get saved today. Come to the Lord. Siri's kind of snooty. Don't mess with her. You talk about her mama, she'll snap back. She will. <laughs> she does. I mean, I mean, this technology AI, right? I'm waiting for Skynet any day now. It's coming. 80 reference, Skynet. So this finally, this word peace, completeness, soundness, wholeness, wealth, prosperity, safety, well-being. Be well. Have well-being. Be whole. Have peace. Have contentment in your life. Have security in your life. We're saying the Lord bless you, keep you, face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, the Lord, turn his face toward you, Lord, give you peace. That is it is a dynamically impactful blessing from the Lord that was actually instructed to speak over the people of God. That's awesome, isn't it? All right. Let us uh, take communion together. I love communion because what communion to me is like a, it's a reiteration of our covenant with God. Anybody here ever do a vow renewal? Raise your hand if you've been married long enough. You did a vow. You guys did a vow renewal. You guys did a vow renewal. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. Anybody else in here do a vow renewal? So it's like you know you've been married for so long. You're like I'm still putting up with you. Is what you're saying? No. <laughs> Most likely, it's you're still putting up with me. <laughs> and what communion is? It's a vow renewal. It's us, it's God has fully committed himself to us, right? He's never stopped being faithful. He's never going to stop being faithful. If he stopped being faithful, it would be against his nature and he wouldn't be God. But he's continual, he has a covenant of faithfulness towards us. And so he's continually faithful. So what communion is a reminder of us, it's a vow renewal that we're saying, God, I want to continually, I want to continue my faithfulness towards you. And so the scripture says that, when we take communion, that a man ought to examine himself before he takes communion. And so we're, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to take a moment, and we're going to let you quiet yourself. 
You can just bow your heads right where you're sitting or however you want to do that. You don't have to bow your heads. You don't have to close your eyes, but I like to do those things because it helps me from not being distracted. And, what, and just say, Lord, are there things in my life that are separating me from you? And if there is, God, I repent. I lay it down right now. Lord, I just lay, I lay my sin before you. I lay my flaws, all of them, they're numerous, before you. I lay my pride before you. I lay any religious thoughts or religious tendencies, I lay those down. Any hypocrisy in my life, God, I lay it down. Any judgment or me being critical of others, God, I lay that down. I'm just I'm reminded of, of of where I came from and what you've brought me from. I lay down lust, I lay down perversion, I lay down anger, I lay down fear, I lay down insecurity. Just giving some examples for you today. Lord, I lay it down, I lay down my heart before you. Examine myself. I want to be in right relationship with you, God. And today, that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm examining my heart that I can be in right standing with you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 11, Paul gives us instructions. He says, the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he passed it to his disciples. And he said, take this, all of you, and eat. This is my body which is for you, or other translations, which broke for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So when we take the body, we're receiving the Lord, and we're reminded of his brokenness that he had for us. So Lord, we just thank you for your body. God, your word says that by your stripes, by your bruises, God, we're healed. And Father, I just want to say thank you that I've seen, even in settings like this where People have received communion and even received healing in their body. So, Lord, as we commune with you today, God, if there is a need of healing in this place, God, would you allow your restoration power to be released in Jesus' name? Let us receive it together. It reminds you of snacks. Reminds me of styrofoam. <laughs> we were just, I, I know this is a sacred moment, but I, let me just tell you for a moment. Uh, we used to have this incredible guy uh, at our South Little campus, um, actually back when Solid Rock, and he used to actually, he used to actually bake this bread. And uh, Lindsay and I were just talking about earlier today. And uh, uh, it was just so good, and it had like honey in it and stuff. And so, so if anybody wants to, Increase, increase our communion capacity. Stray us away from the wafers. Just putting it out there. <laughs> so. Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he passed it to his disciples. And he said, take this, all of you, and drink. This is my blood. 
which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And then it says, for whenever we eat the bread and drink the cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes back. So Lord, we thank you for your blood. This is the precious blood. There are songs, there are lyrics, there are verses, there are, there are God, uh, so numerous of the blood of Jesus. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't just cover us. It actually washes away our sin. It washes, it cleanses, it purifies, it renews, it restores. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your precious blood that dripped from Calvary for us. And, Lord, we are forever grateful for everything that you've done for us. And, Lord, we take this together in Jesus' name. You know what time it is? It's time for the blessing. Let's do something a little different. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're just going to hype it up just a small bit. I'm actually, I was telling my wife, I said, you know what? I need to make myself a t-shirt. And I, on the t-shirt, it'll say, Pastor, Jesus Hype Man. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I am. I, I just want to hype Jesus up. So let's just for a moment before I say the blessing, can we just thank God together and just give God thanks? So out of your own mouth, out of your own. Father, we thank you, God. Yes, Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, we just come before you with thanksgiving. God, we come before you with humility. God, we come before you with grace. We come before you, God, with awe. We come before you and we say, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Redeemer. Thank you, lover of my soul. Thank you, God. <laughs> You're El Shaddai. You're the one who fights for me. You're, the, you're Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. You're Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You're Jehovah Sikanu, the Lord my righteousness. You're Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. His banner over us is love. Your banner over me is love. Lord, we thank you, God. There are numerous. You're, you're the all-eternal, all-existing one. You're here with us now. You're continually calling us to you even when we're being obstinate, God. And we say we love you today. And God, we just want to give our affection and our hearts to you today. And Lord, thank you for communing. Uh, thank you for you establishing that with us, Lord. And we are excited and grateful. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll pause that because we know how deep that is now. The Lord bless you and keep you, guard you, put centuries around you. Thank you, God. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Shine upon us, God. Illuminate our life again, God. The Lord be gracious unto you. Merited favor. Bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And the Lord, would you turn your face towards us? The Lord, turn his face towards you. Turn. Give attention to you. Put his attention on you. Grab your cheeks. 
<laughs> and may he give you peace, shalom, prosperity, wealth, wellness, wholeness, contentment. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.